What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, we'll talk a little this, a little that, a little everything with a special guest in studio. He's the co-host of Buffs Nation. He's Jared All. Let's get to it right now. This is the Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. All right, now before we get into this uh, different kind of day, special thanks to Sportsbet MVP, great online sportsbook. They're brand new, and I know a problem that a lot of you guys have, especially with the games we've been giving out. It's been like weird soccer games, small level stuff. There's a lot of sports books that simply don't offer it. So if you want to get some bets down and you want to find a sports book that offers a lot of different sports, pretty much every sport, every league, every day, check them out online, sportsbetmvp.ag. Also on there, they have what's called a prop builder. So if you guys like props, don't wait for the books to come up with props. You can build your own and they'll give you a nice price right there, sportsbetmvp.ag. All right, let's get over to him, Jared All. Uh, he is my co-host on the podcast Buffs Nation. It's about the CU, uh, well, the University of Colorado football team. We have listeners all over the place, Jared. So I don't even know if they know who CU is. But yeah, we talk CU football uh, pretty much during the football season. And he's in studio today to talk a little bit, uh, a little sports betting and just kind of get back in the flow of things. It's been a weird couple months. So what's up, man? It, I'm, I'm just doing great. I'm so glad to be back in studio with you. Being around people in yeah. general is nice. Um, although... I have found through this process, I'm not as much of a people person as I thought I was. I you kind thought of you were a people person. I before kind of this. enjoyed. <laughs> I kind of enjoyed some isolation. Uh, I was telling you before we started a little little Zen time. You know, mm-hmm. sitting on the back porch, enjoying nature. You know, it was it was good. It's good experience, and uh, you know, looking forward to to uh, getting life a little bit back to normal. Looking for football to start, baseball, basketball. Lots of things getting going right now. It's exciting time for sports. Yeah, that's been the weirdest thing. Is is obviously the sports. Well. For me, it's been the weirdest thing. Now, everyone comes from a different point of view, and a lot of the listeners, I'm sure, they've been out of work. You know, They haven't been able to go into work. Have you been able to, to continue to work? I worked and- from home for about six weeks, so that was uh, actually too enjoyable. You know, Like I said, <laughs> I, I really learned. It was just a, a good experience for me. So going back to work was a little bit rough. I've, I've been back now for about a month in the office, and uh, it's, a, it's easy to get distracted, Tyler. I, I, I hear all the time from people who have been doing that, just different things, you know, because I work from home all the time. And it, it can be good, it can be bad, but once you get down to a routine, I find that working from home, it's so much, you can get so much more work done. Like, like let's say you have a job where you, you go eight to five, or let's say nine to five, the classic nine to five. Most people are probably driving an hour to work or so. You got to go through the process of getting the whole dress suit ready and your, and then you got to take your lunch, right? Like there are some days where I sit down at 7 a.m. and I, I work clear through 7 p.m. You know, I get up to take my dog out, maybe have lunch or a couple meals. But I just love the fact that you can just sit down and go when you're at home and just get so much done. And for me, it comes down to a pure motivation. And and you know, hear me out on this because when you're at home, it hits two o'clock. You're like, okay, if I can like <laughs> just get these like three or four things done. I'm done. That's it. And I'm, I'm doing whatever it is, watching a TV, you know, c- cracking a cold one, whatever it might be. Whereas when I'm at two o'clock at work, it's like, ah, oh, man, yeah. uh, I could do this. But, but see, it is easier. <laughs> it is easier to go and crack a beer or go watch TV That's or true. go. You have to have some discipline. Oh, hundred percent. And I love the show survivor and it's a, yeah. you, you ever watch survivor? 
Uh, you know, I've seen Dude, it. That's not, it's so underrated. It's so underrated. People think it's just like well, this outdoor survival show, and it's not. It's a great show. I certainly burned through plenty of shows. I could use, you know, <laughs> rebuilding the uh, the arsenal here. But once I get watching Survivor, it's hard to get back to work. What shows have you been watching? What have you been doing lately? I mean, um, I'm, I just got HBO Max. I'm I'm rewatching Breaking Bad, which is ironic because I cool. recently have adopted the Heisenberg look, look. Just like so, uh, I'm just missing the Heisenberg. hat. You know, that was a coincidence. Didn't. You know, do it. Is his name Heisenberg on the show? Uh, I mean, that's what he. That's his his no, drug no, name. Yeah, yeah. What's his real name? Wal- do you remember? Walter White. Wal- that's. Uh, it's been a. Lo- if I don't remember that, I should rewatch yeah, it. Yeah, you should rewatch it. I've actually never seen it all the way through. What? And uh, a lot of what people. What do you mean all the way through? Would you get halfway and stopped <sighs> it? The, I don't want to. I mean, is it, we're we're beyond the point of spoiling anything for anyone, right? <laughs> yeah, I think for that there's the scene where the the one uh, the the chicken. Uh, store oh, owner oh, uh, uh, Gus Gus yeah he comes out and he like disintegrates and it just it was a terrible scene it was a bad season oh it's it's like where the, the bell or was yes. it with the bell and it just was bad and I just I, I couldn't do it again I wait just, a minute the whole season was bad or the CGI on his face that was really bad particularly but that season overall I just kind of got sick of it and I've been told by many people this is why I'm going back to watch like it gets so much better after that. I don't remember so, that at all. I don't remember for a second thinking this is a slow season. This is I think something it was I might want to. Four maybe. See that happens to me on many shows. Yeah. Remember the show Dexter? Did you ever yes. watch Dexter? Yes, that one happened of my to favorites. me. Yeah, it got three seasons in, and I couldn't watch anymore. It just got so bad. So you you finished Dexter, but you couldn't finish Breaking. I Bad? I actually love Dexter, so <laughs> oh, that's why I'm God. giving it a chance now. I'm I'm on like season three now of Breaking Bad. It's I've been so that I got that one. Uh, we've uh, what about watched? Ozark? Ozark, I watched that. Isn't yep, that I good? Did. That Everyone. was about a, a week long experience. <laughs> you do that didn't take me long at all. I just flew through Ozark. It was good. Uh, Jason Bateman's really good in that. Yeah, I like to see him in a different role like that. And I think he writes that or directs it or something too. So yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's very good in that. It's it, it's a weird one. That reminded me of Breaking Bad. Yes, I can see do that. I, do you watch South Park? Um, a little bit here and there. Yeah. I, I, I used to when I was you know in my teens. But You don't watch anymore? You know, I don't have cable anymore. Well, they, so. I just, they just moved to HBO Max. Oh, so get okay. HBO Max. I just got it today, actually. I signed up for like a seven-day free trial. Um, they've got Curb Your Enthusiasm. They have Barry, you know, Barry with... Uh, uh, who was the Fonz? Uh, a, uh, Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler. That Henry yeah. Winkler... Uh, um, oh, God, what's the other guy's name? Uh, here, let me look it up real quick. Barry, Barry Actor. You know which one I did recently pick up again, though, was Simpsons. That was one from back B- in the Bill day. Bill Hader. That, Bill Hader's on, okay. on there. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah, Bill Hader. The is Simpsons. Yeah, The Simpsons is... Uh, well, I got Disney Plus, and apparently oh, they own Disney the rights Plus, to yeah. Simpsons. I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's pretty sweet. Every Simpsons the, ever. The whole, I love The Simpsons. The one thing about The Simpsons that I've seen recently... It, have you seen all the Simpsons predicting the future stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's all, all sorts of stuff. They're spot on. I mean, it's ridiculous. And yeah. I'm watching it now, and even just some of the subtle little comments that they make, you're just like, wow, so relevant today. So, so there are certain things that come up in life that are such massive coincidence that yeah, sometimes wonder. And with The Simpsons, it's one of two things. It's either these guys have like time traveled. And they've come from the future, and the way that they're kind of trolling everybody is by doing it in this sitcom, or they've just made so many episodes that they're gonna get it right eventually. That's probably yeah. Part of it, I mean, they've been doing also, it for like 40 I think years. they just bet on the like the notion that people are stupid. They're going to be predictable, and you can kind of predict the ridiculousness that is 
happening now in 2020 because right. you saw I don't what, know. I what, mean, where we were progressing as a nation in the 90s. But, but it gets really specific sometimes. Like I'm pretty yes. sure they like uh, they, they predicted Hillary Clinton running for office in 2016 or something like that, like specific. And in the episode where they did that, she was where uh, Lisa was was kind of being the Hillary Clinton of the episode, and she was wearing the exact same top that Hill Dog was wearing in some speech. Maybe Hill Dog is a big Simpsons fan. She just decided that's why I'm running for office. Or maybe Matt Groening is from the future, and that's really what's going on. You know, on. I wouldn't doubt it. And you know, what all this stuff going on right now, I wouldn't doubt anything anymore. We are going to talk some betting on today's show. Okay. Um, and we'll, we'll save this for a little bit because I have some entertainment bets that I want to get to. And I think it's just perfect for, uh, what we've been talking about. Um, but like we said, the last few months, obviously sports have been gone. Um, sports are coming back though. Okay. So let's talk about when the sports are expected back and let's just go with the recent news because I heard today that 16 players tested positive for coronavirus in the NBA and the NBA is supposed to come back on July 30th, but the NBA is the one sport to where players are like, Really pushing back, and I want. Have you seen this? Yes, where players aren't wanting to go, and they're speaking up now. Now, I also want to say that there's there's multiple reasons this is happening, and it seems like the main reason is um what's going on in the country. You know, standing up for justice, not wanting to play if there's so much else going on. And honestly, you know, that to me seems legitimate. If 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 you want to stand up and and you say that you don't want to play. Fine. I mean, whatever you think you should do for the movement, that's that, that's great. But what it's now doing is opening up a door, and so other players are using, you know, uh, excuse, well, not excuses, but they're saying, you know, the health is the the main concern here, and all these other things. But I, I just wonder, would the health and would all the coronavirus stuff still be one of the main concerns if there wasn't all the other? Uh, uh, protesting going on and I know it's tough to say but it's just right now I just I don't like how there's you know I, I saw uh, Willie Cauley Stein of Dallas he's like no like I'm good players are just choosing now we're not going to play because it doesn't mean anything to them and, yeah, and they don't want to go play and even if you go back Tyler you know a few weeks before a lot of the protesting started and everything there was minimal you know, pushback, I think you saw from some, a few individual players talking about it, but it was not as, as highly discussed. And right. I do th- I, I do think you're right, that that has a, a big part in it. And whether you think that's right or wrong, I think, I guess, is for, you know, to each his own to decide right. if you think that, you know, that every every right, every person has a right to stand up for themselves. And that's kind of a way, uh, you know, to look at it with it. So I do think that's a huge impact right now. And, and it, it's so interesting because you're seeing from ownership and even the media and the public pushing so hard to bring these okay. sports back. We have to say this, though, that sticking with the NBA, the NBA is the most top-heavy, ridiculous, everyone-has-a-chance sport ever. Okay, and what I mean by that is everyone doesn't have a chance, so it's ridiculous to say that. In the NBA, we, we pretty much knew this year it's probably going to be Milwaukee in the East, and it's probably going to be the Lakers or Clippers in the West, right? I know, we're, we're from Denver. Whoa, what about the Nuggets, Tyler? I think there's a reason why the Lakers are 2.5-1 to one in Vegas and the Nuggets are 20-1. to one. You think they know something we don't? So 
for all of this being said, we know who it's going to be in the finals, right? Can't we just fast forward and get Milwaukee one of the LA teams? Right. What is it like 12 weeks or something like that? They're going to have to be, you know, stuck in this area if you make it all the way to the championship. Yeah, I mean, that's it, a long time and it's just going to be it's going to be an interesting process because how, at what point? At what point does it get to be too much where well, you're having more and more people It's official. I mean, as of today, we're recording this on Friday the 26th. Actually, this will come out as the Friday podcast. We'll post it right when we're done. But they announced today. It's but, but that's part of the problem. Okay, it's finalized. So what happens if between now and, and July 30th, there's a huge outbreak among NBA players? Oh, but Jared, is it finalized? That still? means these owners won't get their sweet. Yeah, that's sweet what I mean. Money. At what point is it too much <laughs> to take on that you cannot push this forward? I just think it's a done deal in everyone's mind, whether it's the right thing to do or not. Well, and I mean, it seems like the coronavirus is. It depends on whether you get your news from Fox I know, or CNN. Right? You know? Isn't it hilarious? <laughs> yes, because if you watch CNN, you know we're we're heading back towards a pandemic in the USA. Which I don't. I, I want to say I don't know. Okay, I'm not claiming one's right, the other's wrong. But if you watch CNN, we have. I mean, you know, it's like it, it's pandemic 2.0. And if you watch Fox, it's like no, these numbers are wrong. Everyone's pretty much okay, and you know. And and I hate to politicize it, but that's pretty much what's happening. And you can't get any real any good information. You know, I actually saw yesterday on Twitter uh, a graph where all these other countries, I mean, they are getting down to like, you know, 180 cases a day. And the U.S. had something like 33,000 cases reported in one day. And and the question is, you know, are they testing more, certain things like that? But anyway, um, it's just that is, is certainly part of it in, in the whole coronavirus thing. But it just seems like in the USA, it's coming back more and more fast and furious. So if it is to impede with sports, the NBA would probably be the first, you know, that we'd hear about it from. First of all, because all the players. Second of all, because 16 players out of about 200 that they tested already, uh, it's coming back positive. So NBA set to come back July 30th right now. We'll see what happens there. The NFL seems good to go, right? Well, they'll have the benefit of seeing what happens in all these other leagues as well and, and so how you handle the yeah, season once which it is, starts. But I do think the NFL is, is a done deal going forward. Which is horrible because the NFL always gets it right. Like, the MLB is being so MLB here. Isn't it? Yes. It's like <laughs> if you had a group of, you know, 30 crusty old white men who don't want to, you know, make any changes, do anything. It's just baseball. How This is just so typical for the MLB, you know? They're always the last sport to make any changes. I mean, video assistance, you know? Everyone else is embracing it in the MLB. And, oh, we, we like it the way it's always been. Yeah, it's like, what would what would be the point of the umpires then? Well, nothing. Dude, just have it Dude, it's crazy. So last year, because, you know, I don't bet, or at least I haven't for a long time in my career, I haven't bet that much baseball. I've been adding more and more every season, but, you know, I believe that you have to do umpire or referee analysis if you're going to bet any sport. And so in the MLB, it is crazy how often balls are called strikes, strikes are called balls. I don't remember the exact numbers off the top of my head, so if I'm throwing numbers out there, don't quote me. But the idea was that, you know, these are millions of pitches that that people are analyzing, okay? It's not like one game of pitches. This is over the course of a season, two seasons, three seasons. What they noticed when they would look at the same umpire, okay? So it's not like looking at different umpires, different situations. You have to keep it steady, a constant. You're looking at the same umpire with the same uh, in the same ballparks, facing the same pitchers on the same kinds of pitches. Okay, what they found is that an 0-2 pitch that was in the exact same spot 
as a 2-0 pitch. The 2-0 pitch was called a strike something like 75% more of the time. The ball's coming in at the exact same spot, but human nature of, you know, because that's what the, the umpire is a human being. We can't escape human nature, right? Human tendency. It's like, I loved when I used to do radio and I was like, you can't be biased, can't be biased. I understand, but there's going to be a little bit of bias in everything always, in life, always. you know? And it's the same thing in baseball. When you have a 2-0 count and there's that ball right there, low corner, could be, could not be, you're probably going to call it a strike because it's 2-0. You don't want to put the uh, pitcher in such a bad spot because you made a call that could have been either way. Now, if it's 0-2, that ball's coming in the exact same spot 70% of the time less. It's called a strike because an umpire doesn't want to ring someone up. And so that's my point. It is so arbitrary. It is so, you know, human instinct and you take all that. What's the average age of the of, of umpires in the MLB? It's like yeah. mid fifties. I was gonna say forties, fifties at least. How many how many mid fifties, mid sixties year old? You, well, let's go mid fifties just to be fair. That just have crystal clear eyesight <laughs> exactly. in their in their judgment and their decision making is snapped too. You know. So, but the idea of the robot umpire, it just people hear robot and they start laughing. Well, it's not the way baseball was, but it's like if I'm gonna bet on baseball, you think I'm gonna put my faith in? In old Joe who's been calling balls and strikes the same way for 22 years, it's like who whose data shows that he's so inconsistent. It's like so that that anyway. And I know I got no. Go that's almost like the argument of of the elitists that don't want to see baseball change. It's like that's a part of the game. Like you want it to be right, wrong, right? Oh, like okay, that's how you play the game. But that's ridiculous. <laughs> you take their team, you know. Get them. Yes, that's true. O two, they're ringing up in the playoffs, and it's like then all of a sudden they're probably willing to look at changing something, you know. But it just again, I look at the demographic, the people who are running baseball and like baseball, and these are people who, in life, in my opinion, they don't want the change. They want to keep things the way they are because, in their mind, it was never that bad. Do we really need to change? Look at how great baseball has been. We don't need those other fans, you know. It's just been very baseball of them the way they've handled this whole thing. Uh, but they're supposed to come back July 23rd or July 24th for a 60-game season. Yeah, and I, I'm actually really looking forward to this because not only as a Rockies fan, which, you know, being from right. Colorado, a Rockies fan, they never have more than 60 good games <laughs> in a season. So I'm hoping they could just put the right 60 games Dude, out there. I think that this should be closer to what the season looks like in general. Yes, and that's what I mean being excited. way too much. Give me half that. I would love a 60-game season moving forward, something like this. But, I mean, you can spread it out still over the course of the summer, but... You know, maybe July fourth is where you're turning to, you know, the final push for for the playoffs, and you're not going into October right. where you're getting snowed out in these stadiums. It's crazy. It's, ridiculous. it's crazy, man. They need, but again, like we talked about earlier, that's a that's money lost for everyone, you of know. Course. And so, but 162 games is ridiculous. Anyway, different discussion for a different pod. Uh, did you see also the MLB is is cutting down a bunch of their single A and double A teams, things like that? I did not see that. They're That's, cutting down. I mean, not totally, not totally surprising. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. And we're. I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm never a fan of anyone losing their job, of course, whether it's you know cutting down games in the season or whatever. I mean, I think 162 is still a lot, but then you have to say, well, what about the hot dog vendors? You know, that's a lot of games you're taking off their paychecks, so on, so on and so forth. So. With he with with uh, players in single A, double A, triple A, again they're cutting a small percentage of these teams. I'm not sure exactly how many teams are going to cut, but there's going to be a lot of teams who are cut. Okay. Even even so, I think that the the whole triple A, double A, single A system needs to be reformed because if you look at the amount of players who ever get to the MLB anyway, 
it's 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 so small. I don't have the exact figures, but it's 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 less than ten percent for sure. It's probably oh, yeah. it's probably less than five percent. And so my point is, is here that single A, double A, triple A was created as a development system to get them into the majors. And what it's become is just a separate business altogether. You know, where the where these players, they're kind of the stars of their own team. They 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 may go between single, double, double, triple, but to actually get called up to the MLB and stay there, it's very rare. So I think something needs to be done anyway in terms of re for uh kind of redoing the way that single through triple A is 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 handled. So um, that's news coming out of uh, the MLB. They're going to chop down some of those teams. And in the NHL, okay, the NHL, this is where it's exciting because the hub cities, do you know a lot about what the NHL is doing here? No, I don't follow the NHL as closely as you do, so, so you'll have to catch me up to speed on this one. They're going to have two hub cities, uh, one for the Western Conference, one for the Eastern Conference. The finalists are Vegas, Chicago, Edmonton, LA, and Toronto. So the idea is they're going to have 24 teams return. 12 from the east, 12 from the west. Now stick with me because this gets a little confusing. Uh, And let's let's just stick with one conference right now, the Western Conference, okay? Of the 12 teams, the top four will play a round robin to determine the top four seeding. The rest rest of the teams, so the final eight, will play an actual uh, bracket style, except it's only one round. So... Uh, uh, let's see. So if there's uh, 12 teams, one through four is gone. So five plays 12, right? It's sort of like in, in college gotcha. basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, six plays 11, so on and so forth. Single elimination. Yep, yep. It, it, well, no, it's a best of five. Okay. So it's best of five, but once you get past that series, you don't play the next person in the bracket. Then that just determines additional seeding. So once those eight teams from the east and west get it down to four, right, from, the, from that five-game uh, playoff, then we're going to have the actual one through eight in the East and one through eight in the West. So again, it's kind of confusing. That's how they're whittling the teams down. And uh, the top four teams right now in the West, the Colorado Avalanche, the uh, St. Louis Blues, Dallas Stars, and the Vegas Golden Knights, the top four in the East, Boston, Tampa, the uh, Philadelphia Flyers, which are the surprise of the season to me, and then the Washington, um, the goddamn Capitals. Capitals. I'm like the, I wanted to say the uh, Nationals. So, yeah, so that's how the NHL is going to go. So that's kind of the, the four major sports. Now, soccer's already been back for a while. Yes, and, been, and I know that's a big one for you, so I'm just dying to see how that's been going for you here, Tyler. It's been going great. Man, it, it's been, so when sports got suspended, all soccer across the world got suspended. And then slowly, one by one, it came back in some of these smaller markets, smaller countries. And it's funny because if you're on Twitter at all and you see these guys who sell picks, they, there was there was no gap in action. They went from selling yeah basketball, baseball. Wait a minute, yes we have Chinese basketball, or yes we have Japanese. <laughs> I've you know, rugby has been a big one. Rugby, oh been dude, big. it's like badminton. Yeah. It's it's all these crazy sports. So anyway, I started following the soccer teams and the soccer leagues, and I came up with sort of a little formula to bet live soccer. So I, I I didn't bet any of the games before they started, but once they started and went live, I found a lot of different opportunities. So that that was good for those kind of obscure leagues, the Armenian leagues, the Russia leagues, the Belarus, uh, Costa Rica. But they've started to come back. So now we're talking, uh, you know, today on Friday, 
Bundesliga is back in Germany. Pretty much all the leagues are back. Italian Serie A, all the English leagues are back. So everything that I do that I typically bet is back, except for the MLS. The United States stuff still slow to get back, but everything I typically bet is back. So, I mean, I'm rocking and rolling, man. I, I know. I, I tried to hit Tyler up a couple times the last couple <laughs> weeks, get some golfing, beautiful weather, and, you know, Sunday afternoon. And no, man, I'm working. It's a long one today. We got, <laughs> exactly. got European soccer leagues back up, baby. All day, too. I mean, that starts. <laughs> up because you know uh the uk is seven hours ahead of us and so again we're mountain time zone and so we're starting at 5 5 30 in the morning on Sa- i'm getting up early tomorrow you know the uh, first game is what is it the wolves are taking on uh, aston villa that's at 5 30 and some days you know it's going to go all the way when costa rica is playing their their games it goes all the way to 7 30 at night so it's great man i love it i and i I don't, you know how sometimes you leave work and you've been working for 12, 13 hours and you're just done. You want to, man, I'm like revitalized. I love sitting in front of the screen, getting these games in. But uh, yeah, it's been good. Been a good couple months for sure. Yeah, I'm glad mm. to hear that. Glad to How's hear the that. golf game been? You know, uh, I've been playing a lot. It's not been reflected in the game. You know, <laughs> it's it's good though. I, I go out and have fun. You know, I uh, recently actually got the wife golfing because uh, people like yourself never want to golf <laughs> with me. So I needed I needed somebody to go golf with. You know, especially those early morning tea times. I love me a 7 a.m. tea time. So uh, I, I like you. I'm an early morning person. You so. know, uh, Ryan Elliott, right? Yes. Uh, for those. Who who don't he's a frequent guest on the show one of the uh betters who i work with he's been betting golf lately oh yeah yeah i know um, i have a lot of uh, co-workers who, who get into that stuff they're not very good maybe they uh, need to talk to, to I'm, i mean bit. i'm not uh, golf's a weird sport to handicap yeah it sure yeah. is yeah. I, I work again the guy who i work with he says he's you know, found something to give him an I don't even know how you start with some of that stuff. Yeah, especially but. anymore. I mean, back in the day when we were growing up, when you had like Phil or Tiger win and just uh, right. everything, <laughs> right. that was a little differently. I mean, the, the most I'll do for the golf is put some pizza money on like a winner right. and try and pick a long shot. But the way that you, the way that Ryan approaches it and is uh, like matchups, the put two golfers yeah, together. Okay, yeah, Maybe yeah. they're not even playing together necessarily, but. Yeah, that's 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 out of my jurisdiction. That's look when you take on a new sport and start betting a new sport, and th- let this be clear to a lot of you guys out there because I know that many of you think that if you're a sports better, that means you can just bet anything whenever you want to. It's a process to take on even a new sport. I mean, when I started betting uh, the NHL, right, I didn't just dive in. I, it took me like six months to learn not only about the sport, but how does it work? How does it work into a spreadsheet? You know, how can I quantify what's going on here? So, you know, for all this stuff, if you think you're just going to dive right in, it's very hard. So for golf, you know, for me to think I was, you know, there there shouldn't be ego involved in betting, right? Which is the one of the big problems with betting. But, that you know, a lot of people think that they can just dive in. So... I'm not there right now. I don't know. I wouldn't know where the hell to start. Maybe we'll get Ryan on. I think we should just go bit. out on 18, and you and I can just bet on our own games. And Dude, I would that whoop be... your ass. Oh. Now, here's the, the reason is my first time out, I haven't golfed in months. My first time out, I'm always the best. And oh, then okay. it progressively gets, it gets worse. worse. <laughs> yeah, so my confidence is sky high now once I golf a few times. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a hit and miss, man. I am definitely, yeah. you know, there's some days where I, I think that I've turned a corner and then the next time I golf, it's just I don't know if I'm gonna apart. I don't know if I'm gonna hire a lot of golfers. I don't know if I should be saying this. Maybe I'm putting myself in a legal loophole here. Yeah, I think you got to be careful <laughs> right? announcing but that officially. What do you think about that, though? Um, I, I don't know what you would have, and what, what are you afraid well, of? Well, here's the thing. is I've worked in sales. A lot of the people who I'm going to be hiring are salespeople, people who need to, you know, I like to, to hire grinders. And 
I'm not stupid. I've worked in a lot of different jobs. Well, mainly in like the media industry and radio entertainment, things like that. But I've been around the environment that I'm going to create with Woo's Media for my whole my whole professional career, right? And for the last 15 years, I have seen. I mean, it's like clockwork, man. You don't even have to to love golf if it's Friday. Two o'clock, you're done with your sales and it's nice outside, you're probably golfing. I can't tell you how many times I ditched cold calling or going to businesses when I worked at KFK and Greeley, whether it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Hey, nice afternoon. Uh, Clark, my, my coworker, or uh, my, my coworker who I often sold with back then was Clark. We're driving down the road. Hey, Clark, you want to go up to this place or you want to go hit eight? You know, go, go play nine and get back to the office. What do you think the answer always was? Well, I, but at the same time, though, isn't that the kind of environment that you want to create? No. A, as a business that well, you, you I w- work hard, you play hard. That's not the environment I'm talking about. Yes, I would love to create that environment. The environment I'm talking about is I can't wait to leave work quick enough to get on the course. It's it's one thing to have a fun environment of work, which I want to create. I want that fun, you know, new age atmosphere where you you know you don't have to really wear a shirt and tie. I would prefer to people from work to work from home when they want to, showing up on loose hours, having foosball tables. You can play Xbox, right? It breaks. That's the environment I want. But what I don't want is someone never being there because they're on the golf course. And what I found is that people who love golf may not love what they do as but much. But is it because you had a job that you didn't love that pushes you to want to get out of there to go to the golf course? If you had a job that you love showing up to, I think you might feel differently. Could could be it, but I also find that in general, and this is talking in general because I know everyone's yelling at me right now because everyone loves uh, yeah, golf, yeah. <laughs> but I don't, I don't believe that golfers are necessarily... Uh, this is going to get me in trouble... I don't believe that necessarily golfers are grinders. Okay. I, I think that you know every I will, every grinder who have real grinders, you know, they 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 would rather grind than golf. That's not how golfers are. Golfers would rather golf than grind. So it's just kind of that you know. And a lot of it, I think, depends as well on what what golf is for people. I think a lot of people in sales, a lot of people in those situations, it is a way to uh, get get away from that to 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 do that. But um, wait, wait, like to actually to actually sell. Um, yeah, like the, to, to get oh, out there and do that. absolutely, man. Yes. I mean, Michael Scott did say Chili's was a new golf course, but... That's, that's right, that's right. <laughs> but but look, I, it is certainly part of business, and it's part of that part of it, but let's, that's not what I'm talking about. But I, I, I will counter your point with and uh, saying that they're not grinders in that I would say golfers are inherently competitive, and I think that's a good, uh, good skill to have as well. In, as long as they want to be competitive at helping the business grow and not get that... 16 handicap to a 14. I'm going to fight you on this. So there, <laughs> at least there'll be a clause in my contract somewhere that says uh, I got uh, so many rounds on but a golf course But I don't course define here. you as a golf <laughs> no, guy. No, no. You are I'm someone not. who enjoys golf. Yes, yes. Yeah, there's a huge difference. No, I understand what big, you're saying. Big, big difference. Yeah. But be careful with your word choice there. I know, right? <laughs> and I'm just thinking, I'm you like, can't am I getting myself in the interview uh, and go, okay, here's the things you cannot do here. No, no, no. <laughs> but you just got to, you just got to say, so you golfer? And if they go, yeah, I like to golf. Yeah, just stop right now. You should just stop talking. This is going to be audio recorded. It's going to be out there. Someone's pulling this out on you in 10 uh, years, bro. Pro- <laughs> when you get this big loss, you're lawsuit, probably right. I'm he gonna, didn't hire I'm me. I told I said, you so. Oh, God. <laughs> What did I just do? All right. Um, let's get on to some sports betting news. You, uh, Let's get some of this here. All right. Um, Iowa banning. I want to get your reaction here. Iowa has banned eSports. So you can't bet on eSports in Iowa. What do you think about that? Do you know what eSports is? No. eSports is 
uh, competitive video game. Okay. Playing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like the people who like win the FIFA and Madden championships. Yeah. yeah. And okay. Like I know. That. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Why? Well, it's Iowa. I mean, what else? Are they, like, what, what an Iowa thing what, to do. What else are they going to get mad at this time of the year? So no, look, it, it's actually about the 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 fact that in the bylaws for Iowa gambling, it's clearly written that you can only bet on an authorized sporting event. So they're going technical here. They're saying actually, and I think that it's like 99F or something like 99E, whatever the hell bill it is or phrase it is in the thing. So what would you consider it if not authorized sporting event? I don't know. I I, I think it's ridiculous. Everywhere else can bet on esports. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I, I mean, especially right now when you're so desperate to be able to problem. bet on something. When, 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 when people go, well, you can have this, but, but but not that much. We don't want it to be that much. Why? Well, 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 uh, it says it's not an authorized sporting event. What? It's like all they're doing is impeding their own ability to make more money or the, the casino's ability to make more money, which in turn creates more tax revenue for the state. It, it, it's ridiculous. So uh, the esports are banned in Iowa. And then... Um, what is it? The 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 simulations. Have you seen these? No. They so what they'll do is put on like Madden. Okay. And put on, you know, Steelers, Broncos, create a line and let the computer play the computer. Oh wow. And people are I, betting. This I could have gotten into. <laughs> Why, what, where were we a month or two ago people with this, Tyler? Are betting these things, oh, man. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, that's so I mean, honestly, with the graphics in the games anymore, like I, I don't even know if you just happened to walk up in a room when it was on. Like, would you even notice that it was a video game playing? I don't at, know. Like, until weird stuff started happening. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> until you get the glitch that happens <laughs> inevitably. We have a mutual friend uh, who was doing that, uh, betting on the games. Joe. Okay, yeah, that does not surprise me one bit. And well, really- I got into I, I bet on it for like a, a weekend or two, and I was like, I, I can't do this. I got beat up. It was UFC. Well, you're playing a computer. It's, you're you're well, literally betting against you're watching a computer. A computer play I mean, a computer you're, yeah. you're betting against a computer right yeah so that 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 was fun for a while esports and that uh yeah probably not gonna bet on non-human things anymore which i think it's a good thing folks if you're in iowa listening they're probably saving you a few dollars okay, here but tyler let's throw this uh you know little bit deep dive conversation Uh-oh. out there is that the future of sports um okay so one of my favorite books it's called but what if we're wait um it's called, Yeah, But What If We're Wrong by Chuck Klosterman. And it talks about the past, the present, and how we will look at the present and the future. And it talks about the evolution of sports and what they think sports will be. And they make a great argument in that book that there will be no need for humans in the future. It's going to eventually, their argument, not my argument, the argument of the book goes like this. It's going to go, the next step is moving everything from stadiums to studios. And they use uh, bowl games as an example. And they go, look at college football bowl games. Look at like the New Mexico Bowl. You know how many people go to the New Mexico Bowl? Probably 10,000 people. You know how many watch it on TV? Millions of people. So so they use that as an argument saying, we don't need to be at the event to enjoy the event, especially with HD uh, TV. You know, it's a much better experience at home than it ever was watching any sport on TV. So it uses the college football bowl argument saying we don't need to be there. So the next step, according to this book, is... It will go from stadiums to studios. And then what's going to happen is uh, maybe an injury will occur or something will happen to make us realize we don't even need people doing this. We could effectively be betting on simulations of something, getting the same reaction, the same fulfillment. 
when I just brought up this topic, I did not foresee this. <laughs> right. No, no, no. In my head, are we there? Are we in a, going into a season right now in 2020 where we're going to find out, you know what? Maybe this is better this way, and maybe, maybe we're hitting that next phase as we speak I mean, right now. I because don't know. I, okay, let's 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 if you don't mind, and yeah, I'm just yeah, gonna yeah, just, just host and direct your show coming from you, Jared <laughs> Hall here, now now taking the seat. No, uh, what what if you know we we go into this this season? I mean, first of all, do you think there's any potential possibility of fans being at games this year? No. Because the NFL is dead set, seems that they are dead set on making that happen in some capacity, and I, I just, I'm, I'm in your boat. I can't see in any way. But this is, but the, not to change the subject. That's the NFL being good at this. The yes. NFL knows they can say that and appease their fans until the right. very last second to yeah. where they have to pull the carpet out from under them. Totally. That's why I think totally. they're doing that. But I, I just don't see like uh, tailgates and you know, concession no. stands and you know bathrooms at these states. I mean, there's no way to social distance in a stadium. It's just not a thing. It's not going to happen. So I just wonder if you come out of this scenario and they see alternate ways to recoup these money. I know that the, the NFL is already talking about offering or allowing teams to use sponsorship on the front, like eight rows or whatever, so that they can try to recoup some of the money being lost. So find alternate ways to remake that money and you move forward to the new evolution of what could be in sports. I mean, it's interesting. You know, it's, I think that if there were ever anything to get us down that path, it would be this, but I just have such an issue with it because, as I said, that's what the book mentioned. You make a decent case for it. I just find that as a as a better, right, I would not like it if everything were computerized. I think part of what I do is factor in human elements, right? It's all it's all a game of combining statistics and then the fact that you're actually dealing with, with a sport. And it's just so weird to me because it's almost easier to accept when you're watching a football game and you lose on a last-second Hail Mary, that's almost easier to accept than watching a computer do a last-second Hail Mary. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Yes, I I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) So for that reason, it's like, I don't know how well I or or other... Let's take betting out of it and just say, as a sports fan, you know, we both love the CU buffs. Same scenario. If CU loses on a last-second Hail Mary, yeah, we're pissed. But if for some reason our favorite computerized team does it. Now you're just kind of mad at like the, and you're blaming every, you know? So yeah, it becomes an anti, you know, machine and and artificial intelligence, artificial (laughs) intelligence issue. (laughs) So I don't, I don't love the idea of, of the computerized people or fake people or things like that. But look, if something happens on the football field or eventually in the football studio, I mean, Let's. I don't want to be morbid, but let's be realistic. I mean, in the sport of football, in the next 10 years, would you say it's outlandish or crazy to hypothesize we may see one death on TV? You, see, you may, may see one live possible, televised death? Possible, yeah. That alone could be enough to end the sport. I mean, look at what the idea of concussions did, right? I mean, that, that had so much momentum. If we see somebody, unfo- God forbid pass away on the football field from a hit i mean it, it it has happened in in circumstances not on a, on the field but they have you know died from injuries you know related to it and that that obviously has been a big driving but it, part but of it this, takes but it yes, takes that's dramatic a sunday night football game with the whole country watching you know and it's one of those things that every it's transcending sports news to the the next day it's on the today show you know, that's what it would take 
and then we're looking down the road. So wow, we just got dark, didn't it? Didn't it? Yeah. Let's let's move on. <laughs> let's move on to some Vegas talk. How's I, that? I was also watching uh, Terminator this morning. So Terminator. That, yeah, that that's I think we're just in a, a yeah we're in a place here. My right name now. is John Connor. I was sent from the future to to save human civilization. You need to watch more movies, dude. I've been doing decent with the movie watching. I just watch good movies. Have you seen uh, El Machina? Never heard of it. Oh, uh, all right. So uh, you know Will Chambers, the yeah, yeah, co-host yeah. of uh, College Football Weekly. He recommended it to me. Okay. You've got to watch it. it. It's actually good for our discussion today. It's about uh, a guy who builds artificial intelligence robots, okay. and it's a, it's a mind fuck. Dude, it's really cool. Uh, I think it's called L. Here, let me double check. I think I think it's La Machine. I was never good at the the L yeah, Law La, thing in La Spanish. Machine would make more sense. It's female. No, it's uh, 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 X Machine. Hang on, then. It's X Machina. El Machina. X Machina. Okay. I've watched you doing soccer lately. Yeah. <laughs> X Machina. Watch it, man. Okay. It's it's crazy. So uh anyway. Right, let's let's talk about the Vegas here. Okay. Um this is a new man, th- th- these last couple of months have changed a lot, right? We just talked about how it could potentially change sports. Well, Vegas announced or they just passed a, a, a kind of a a bill or whatever. I don't know if it's necessarily a bill, but I don't want to talk about the specifics of what happened behind the scenes, but now I know it's legal in Nevada for you to gamble without actually having money at a casino or slot machine, something like that, okay? Uh, Money can be transferred. This is a quote coming from the article I found. Money can be transferred from a digital wallet directly to a table or slot machine and back. Betters can already wager on mobile apps in Vegas, but they had to deposit with cash in person if they wanted to do that. So now in Vegas... And I haven't been there since they started this. I'll let you know, trust me, once I go. But apparently, you can sit down at a table and do something electronically to get chips. And when you're done, they'll put it right back in your account. That sounds dangerous. That sounds extremely dangerous. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> yeah, I have a hard enough time as it is. Right? Like, I got to walk away. Here, here's the away. thing. <laughs> it's the same idea as apps. Why do you think apps have you spend, you know, coins and other things that aren't money? It tries to, to separate you from your money. That's very hard to do when you're getting a $100 bill out of your wallet and physically getting, giving it down, putting it on the table. It's so much easier to get your phone out, type in 100 and hit enter, If you, especially if you had a couple beers. Yeah, and you've won a few times right? you know, already. Then it's just you keep feeding it. So, oh. yeah, Jared, I uh, thought, you'd, thought you'd get a kick out of yeah, that. Yeah, you know, Tyler, that, uh, that town has beat me up pretty good the last couple times Vegas I've been out there. Vegas is oh. my favorite place on earth. I know it is. It's the single yet, best spot on the face of the planet. We've been friends for a very long time, and somehow we've never been to Vegas together. We'll have to do it. I, 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 I do Vegas different, though. You do, and I think I need to enjoy your Vegas. Oh, I relax. I take it easy. I, I uh, you know, we, we we don't go too crazy. You know, yeah, it's, I, it's I, nice. I need I need more chill of chill at the sports book. Less ridiculous, stupid decisions. <laughs> expensive, yeah. expensive. Vegas decisions. will get the best of them, man. All right, let's talk about some odds. Let's talk odds on the show. Finally, talking odds. You like that for a new intro song? Yeah, I think that could uh, do well for you. All right, so as uh, we mentioned, Jared is on uh, the Buffs Nation podcast. We cover the University of Colorado football team and the Pac-12. So we're going to go right now. Let's look at some odds across, well, we'll start with college football. Then things are going to get weird. Things got weird, Frau Farbissena. All right, the Heisman Trophy odds. The leader in the clubhouse right now, Justin Fields, quarterback Ohio State. Not surprising. Second, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback Clemson. Third, Noel, 
Let's stop there because those two are the clear favorites. Justin Fields plus 315, Trevor Lawrence plus 383. Then we take a leap. Number three on the list is Spencer Rattler, the quarterback for Oklahoma. Insane to me. Yeah. 11 to 1. Never never played a snap, I don't think. Derek King, 12 to 1. Sam Ellinger, 12 and a half to 1. And then, you know, it gets messy. Where did Derek King end up? Is he still. It says Miami. Okay. So, so he did sure. transfer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Miami. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, All right. And then. I have a name, though, that I want to bring up. And now you mentioned never playing before, and that's all right. God, let me actually get it real quick. But the, the Spencer Rattler's 100% in there because of Lincoln Riley. That's just the Lincoln Riley oh, for factor. sure. Well, and I mean, it's the Oklahoma quarterback factor, which yeah. is probably the synonymous to Lincoln Riley. Okay. So there are on this uh, list I have right now, one, two, three, four, five, probably about 20 names listed. It goes all the way from Justin Fields plus 315 to Ian Book about 26 to 1. I've got a 40 to 1 bet that's about twice as good as any of these bets listed on sportsbettingdime.com. And actually, he's a part of a team who has another quarterback who's listed at 17 to 1, okay? Mac Jones is a quarterback at Alabama who's currently 17 to 1. You put $100 down, you win back 1,700, okay? Their current backup Freshman quarterback Bryce Young, I expect this kid to start. I expect this kid to be so electric. He's one of the best dual-threat quarterbacks, in my opinion, to come out of high school. He's ready to go. He's so he's like a right-handed Tua Viola. He's quick. He's fast. He's 6'1", so he's got size, and he's got a hell of an arm. At 40-1, to 1, I think that's a good bet because, Jared, in betting, it's not about who we think will win the bet necessarily. It's about who we think will win the bet with the most favorable odds, right? So at 40-1, to 1, I think if Alabama has a good season, which uh, they, the odds of that happening are pretty good, if they have a good season and if Bryce Young doesn't get hurt, I think we're looking at him ending the season like 5-10-1. to 1. Uh, you know, five, ten years ago, I would have told you you're crazy when it comes to Nick Saban that a freshman quarterback's going to come in. But, you know, the last few years, he's he's really drastically changed in that way and just understanding getting the best guys on the field. You saw that with Jalen Hurts, and you saw that with Tua. I, I actually think this is a, a great thing to get on, and if you're going to get on it, get on it now because I've actually heard hit this name brought up a few times lately just in the discussions of how great he's going to be potentially. Now, whether or not he's going to start, obviously, is a, is a different question, but this guy has got some hype, and once people get on that hype train, you know that line is going exactly. to move. Exactly. That's a great point. So get on it now because – once it starts getting bet, or once he's even named the starter, totally, it, gonna, it at least drop down to probably twenty to one or the seventeen to one that that Mac that, Jones that Mac Jones was at. Yeah, and then that's actually yeah, it probably will go down to the seventeen. So there you go. I like that little forty, a little long shot. You know, it's not, you know, I'm not usually the expert in the room when the <laughs> no. two of us talk, but I like, I like to come, it, man. come away with it. Huh? I like that. Uh, let's stick with uh, college football here. Let's just kind of go conference by conference. Actually, let's stick with the national championship first, okay. and then we'll look at some conference bets. Um, who do you think the favorite is? Is it Bama? No, no, Clemson. Yeah, yeah, Clemson plus two twenty five. Bet a hundred, win back two twenty five. Second, who do you think second? It's if it's not Bama, it's Ohio State. Yes, sir. Ohio State four to one. Alabama five to one. Uh, number four, Georgia eight to one, and number five, LSU at ten. To one, I don't really have a huge like best bet in terms of this or anything. Um, let's see if I were to pick one. Does I uh, 
Oklahoma State has a basketball postseason ban, right? I always mix that up with a football ban. I, you know, I it's don't. Ju- yeah, I believe it's just basketball. Um, anyway, they're 60 to 1. But I don't know. I mean, look, college, we talked about this earlier, and the NBA. We pretty much make it the Lakers, Clippers, Bucks. The, uh, it's kind of how college football works, right? Yeah, it, it really is becoming that. And I, I, I think LSU will be an interesting one to watch this They're year gonna, to see no. how they bounce back. I think LSU. I, I don't. That's why I, I don't know. I mean, they have a lot of talent. I don't want to hate on back. LSU, but what happens is everyone just has such recency bias. You know, um, there's a reason why. I mean, I think LSU is going to be good, but they had a loaded roster. They're all going to the NFL. Joe well, Burrow's gone. Yeah, there's still... Joe, uh, Joe, uh, Brady, what's his name? Uh, Joe Brady. Joe gone. Brady, yeah. And that's what I'm curious to see how this offense looks, if it looks similar. Because I, I believe, and, and I'm slipping on who they have as a quarterback right now, but I think they have a pretty... I mean, it's LSU. They right, obviously right. have a big-time recruit coming in, you know, by whoever else it is. I mean, that's just the way it goes. And I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but... I'm going to say it. You have to. I think that Ed Orgeron is overrated. Okay, I, I, I think that he has to prove to me he can do it without Joe Brady and without Joe Burrow. Like, uh, for a long time. Now, I'll admit, I was biased when he got hired because I thought firing Les Miles, who won fucking 85% of his games, just couldn't beat Alabama, was ridiculous. But Ed Orgeron gets in, and I will give major credit to putting the right people in the right place. You know, I believe in, as we talked about earlier, making the right hires, putting the right people in the right positions. He has proven to me he's elite at that. So while I'm not going to say he's, you know, a bad coach or anything like that, I-, I still think he's a good coach. But let's pump the brakes, putting him up there with Nick Saban, Urban Meyer, who is going to get a job sooner or later, Dabo Sweeney. Like, these are the elite of the elite. Ed Orgeron is, without a doubt, in the next level. I mean, I think Tom Herman is a better coach than Ed Orgeron just talking, taking away everything and just putting the vacuum on coaching ability, knowledge of uh, 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 the game, constructing an offense, things like that. And or I, I'd say constructing a team because Ed Orgeron's defensive guy. I, I would definitely agree that there's a certain level of getting caught up in the moment um, with it, you know, with, with as good as LSU looked, as good as any teams looked in a really long time. I mean, uh, that, that, that sticks with you, you know, when it's not a Nick Saban or an Urban Meyer or the usual guys. So I do think there's part of that, and there is a lot of proof. There has been a lot of coaches in the SEC that have had that one-hit wonder year, you know. They're, they're, I mean, they've all been shuffled around the SEC. That's what they do. They have a great season, then when you don't continue to match that season and you're only getting 8 to 10 wins a season, they kick you to the curb and try to find the next guy. Right. So I do agree with you 100% there that there's got to be a little more proof. How do you, just like I said a moment ago, how do you bounce back? from losing all that. Can you bounce back and still be, even if not in the playoff, a potential playoff no. team? I think year? I think there's no way. I think there's no way. They still have a lot way. of talent there, so I'll be curious to see that. I mean, the, the SEC is always loaded with talent, though, so it's it's going to be somebody. There's your fourth team, right? The it's, it's the top three that you talked about, the Alabamas, the Clemsons, and the Ohio States, and then it's probably the best SEC team. Let's just be honest with uh, what it is. Well, let's talk about the SEC odds right now. The favorite in the clubhouse Alabama minus 222. That's an overwhelming favorite, meaning if you bet, uh, you have to bet $222 to win 100 back. The next best team is LSU plus 200. So there's a big gap between Alabama and LSU in the odds, and I still think that obviously LSU is not the pick there. So for me, and if I'm looking at the best bet here, let's take Alabama off because minus 222 right now, they're just an injury or two away from not competing. LSU, we all have recency bias, plus 200, way too high. So now we're looking at 
Georgia plus 600, Florida plus 700, um, or my next favorite team, and if I'm going to make a bet today, this is who I'd recommend doing in the SEC, Auburn is 14-1. to They have 19 starters coming back. They are, I mean, I think they have a great coaching staff, and, and they've been kind of in the shadows the last couple of years, but if you look at their actual, last year they had one of the hardest schedules in all of college football. And a freshman quarterback. Exactly, man. I think this is the year they kind of take that next step. 14-1, to 1, put $100 down, win back 1400 So that would be my main bet. I'm, I'll try and turn the screen here so you can kind of, can you see those odds? Yeah, I have. I'm not that old. I can actually see across the room, so it's good. <laughs> well, what, what do you? Uh, think I might have that? a hard time counting zeros though on some of those. <laughs> they really get quite out there. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I'm curious with uh, the the new coaches coming in, Ole, Ole Miss, and uh, uh, where did uh, um, it was uh, uh, Lane Kiffin, Lane Kiffin at Ole, Ole Miss, and then and, uh, 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 Mike Leach. Mike Leach at uh, Mississippi State, yes, correct? Yes. Yeah. So I, I'm curious there. Oh, Mike Leach is intriguing to me a little bit. Uh, you know, a hundred to one. See, you know, you know. There you go. You might, you might have to go out there for it. Put down a hundred. Get back. Uh, <laughs> 10 G's. There you go. <laughs> now, Did that being said, I don't think Mike Leach has ever really been at that pinnacle in any conference, right. let alone let's seeing how he does in the But SEC, he'll win games. He has he a is. system. He'll win games. Did you see the the thing where the coaches, the SEC coaches were getting together and they all had masks on? And Mike Leach takes, uh, uh, who's the coach of, uh, fucking, the new coach of Ole Miss? Uh, Lane Kiffin. Mike Leach takes ma- uh, Lane Kiffin's face mask and like plops it off of him. No, just messing around with them. <laughs> yeah, start the rivalry, right, man. Yeah, yeah, just just, just right. heating that rivalry up. And those two are going to be great for it because those two are 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 wonderful to listen to their media interviews. <laughs> All right, <laughs> uh, Big Ten. Let's talk some Big Ten. Ohio State minus two eighty six to win it. The next best team, Michigan plus three twenty five, and then Wisconsin eight to one. I mean, I think that this is Ohio State's to lose. I, I don't think yeah. anyone's going to compete with them this year. For some reason, everyone's talking about Nebraska. Can we stop talking about Nebraska? It's year after year. Is this three years in a row? It's every season. It's always. And then they got the coach. Oh, this this is going to turn the tide. Yeah, it's you know it's it is, it is getting uh, old quickly, but it is kind of nice to see all the hype. They start out ranked every year, and then they end up <laughs> like a four win team. It's pretty nice. Uh, Big Twelve, uh, Oklahoma minus one fifty four, Texas plus one seventy five. Do we take a flyer on Tom Herman this year? Is this I, I actually year? would. I really would because I mean, th- if anything, this is year I could see Oklahoma being down because this is the first time they're not turning to a proven quarterback under Lincoln Riley, as good as he's been. He has not taken a, a, a what is a redshirt freshman. I think he'll be, yeah. um, and, and and plugged him in there. So we'll be curious to see how that goes. I think that Texas could make a run this year. All right, uh, let's get to some other odds here. We're gonna have some fun now with this. The presidential race: Trump is plus one twenty, Joe Biden is minus one sixty. That's a pretty big household, if you're asking me. So ease up, my bookie dot ag. But. <laughs> um, the, the main question, we won't talk about the president or who he thinks is going to happen there, but the main question that I'm hearing or the main thing I keep hearing is, will Joe Biden get swapped out with? Like, you can bet on that. But, folks, if you think that's going to happen right now, uh, if you want to bet against Joe Biden getting swapped out with, you have to bet it's 14 to 1 for Hill Dog to come in and run. No, 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 don't go it's, there. It's minus 1850 for Joe Biden to run. So just to let everyone know what that implies, minus 1850 is 94.9%. So there's about a 5% uh, likeliness that he won't. But right now, 
Here's what we're looking at. Joe Biden uh, is the favorite at minus 160. Donald Trump plus 120. Moving on to some entertainment. Jared, I want to get your thoughts here on this one. The Merriam-Webster publishing word of the year. Will it be the leader in the clubhouse, the favorite, COVID-19, minus 150, coronavirus, plus 200, social distancing, plus 200, self-quarantine, plus 400, pandemic, plus 500, and isolation, plus 900. First of all, can I ask a question here? How do they determine the word of the year? Is this like people voting? Is this like a panel that votes on this? I should know this, but I have no knowledge as to how Mary Webster So let's just assume that there's some sort of like educated panel that that does this or- I would have a lot less fun imagining that. What I want to believe is that it's one person, like one cranky old guy who- They just say, hey- Hey, Steve, did you think of that word? He goes, oh, uh, uh, yeah, we'll do coronavirus. Yeah, see, I that's think how that, I want it to go. I think if that's the case, it's going to be the exact opposite. I think that is just like burned in our brains and we hate that word COVID and coronavirus and stuff. I'm going to go actually deep on this one. I think pandemic, that's a more, how is that word, first of all, not in Miriam, you know, not the word of the year in this situation. It's a pandemic. Pandemic, okay? It's a pandemic. I have an answer for you. Okay. The top word of the year is one that has ha- has had multiple spikes in lookups in addition to me to being more frequently looked up overall. So it's it's based on oh. how many people are looking up the word and how many spikes do they have in the lookups throughout the year. Okay, I need to hear that run through again. Of the, of the words? Of the words. Because okay. that, that changes it a little bit. Because this is- COVID-19 is the favorite, minus 150. Coronavirus, plus 200. Social distancing, plus 200. Self-quarantine, plus 400. Pandemic, plus 500. Isolation, plus 900. I think we got to go with coronavirus here, okay? Plus 200. Yeah, because in my mind, when this whole situation first happened, and this is more taking my personal experience into play here, when this first happened, that's what everyone was calling it. Mm -hmm. Before it became COVID-19, it was coronavirus. And I'm sure everyone went, what the hell is coronavirus? Why is it? Boom. And that was the first search that everybody had. Once you were into self-quarantine and isolation, man, you were so deep into Uh, (laughs) other things (laughs) at that point in time that you're not searching these things. And that's a good point that a lot of people probably started off by looking up coronavirus. And now I think there's still a decent amount of people who, when looking stuff up, probably still call it coronavirus and not COVID-19. And I'm a little bit disappointed in Apple, you know, Apple phones, because it's not a predictive word in there yet like oh. it doesn't auto correct to COVID-19 I'm like no I'm trying to say COVID-17 <laughs> dude come on man <laughs> all right well hey that's a great breakdown right there I think you did a hell of a job and I agree with you we'll go coronavirus minus 200 we uh we agree on that one all right do you watch America's Got Talent I again have seen it don't have cable so that whole thing the winning performance on America's Got Talent 2020 the favorite at minus 300 is Music Act then Magic Act is plus 750, Ventriloquist Act plus 750, Comedy 10 to 1, Dance Act 12 to 1. Okay, so where do you draw the line on like Magic Act? Because why is Magic Act so high up there? I, I don't think those well, are- Well, I haven't watched the show. Maybe they have a lot of magicians on there. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like that's a, that's a tired I've, trick, you know? Well, and Magic Invent the Ventriloquist is also 7 Yeah, to one. is that- I, I got to say a few things about this. First of all- if a ventriloquist is the performance of the year, it is 2020. Okay, so, <laughs> right. Something weird is happening, yeah. And second of all, 
I'm a big I'm a big believer that in life you get into certain things because of personality, right? Like personality drives you to do certain things, right? You ever meet an attorney who's just like a soft spoken, you know, calm, like not not. Uh, Tyler, very... I think you're a great example of the personality <laughs> fitting, right? Yeah, right. right? <laughs> so, so I think that if you're gonna be a ventriloquist, like at what point in your life do you stop playing little league baseball and you ask your parents to get you a, a puppet that you can? You know, yeah. like there's got to be a turn in everyone's life who ends up being a ventriloquist. You know, like, I think most of us happened in there. Most of us boys or girls played with a doll or action figure at some point in our life. But at what point do you quit playing action figures? Yeah. At what point do you say start, I want this to be my yeah, life? I want start to start making it your best buddy that you're chatting with Listen, every day. <laughs> I don't know if I necessarily try. I've never met a ventriloquist. You know, I I heard one time uh, uh, somebody uh, a saying of you know it's it's not crazy to talk to yourself it's it's crazy when you start responding to it you know <laughs> right. I think that's a little bit down that alley. Ventriloquist, man, I tell you what, it's like the Seinfeld where Kramer says, "You ever meet a proctologist at a party? You plant yourself, don't move anywhere. You're gonna hear some great stories." <laughs> I bet ventriloquists are the same, man. I bet they got some great stories. But if we're talking about the America's Got Talent, the music act at minus three hundred. Look, folks. I grew up playing music. I can tell you from experience, musicians are low self-esteem people. They need to pat themselves on the back, give themselves all the awards. These, these musicians stick together. So with the music and, act and, minus and I was, it, It's mostly musicians that are judging, is it not? Or is that, that a different I, I have no idea. I would assume probably. I think this is the one with the country singer that's on it. Let me, let me say this. If you're looking for the experts for America's Got Talent betting, don't take our advice on it. I, I actually here, think we have some very sound logic going here from, <laughs> from the average American because I think America has a vote on these things. Let's look at it. America's Got Talent judges. Yes, yeah, Simon Cowell, uh, Howie Mandel, okay. Terry Crews, oh, Sophia. Oh, so no. No, it's a, it's a wide. Wow. Look, they okay, probably, so I'm kind of going to go out on a limb then, Tyler. I'm going with dancing. That one was way <laughs> down there. I think you can really impress people with, with a solid dance routine. Let's see what that was again. Dance is, and that's 12 to 1. Taking the long all odds. Right, all right. And then they have any other type of act. It's 4 to 1. So music, magic, ventriloquist, so somehow, comedy, dance. Yeah, somehow like magic li- and live cooking or something? Like what would any other and ventriloquism felt the need to be separated, but don't ask me, <laughs> folks. But let's move on. Uh best actor, Tom Hanks plus five hundred. What was Tom Hanks in this year? Oh, he was in that uh, uh the Mr. Rogers yeah, movie. I haven't seen that one yet though. But I heard it's good. Would and you come like on to be my neighbor. Come on, Tom Hanks was born for that role. Tom Hanks is born for anything he puts his mind to. Yeah. That dude can act his I saw, ass off. I saw a great uh, Saturday Night Lights live skit of him recently. It's like, he can just do anything. He can do anything. I, I don't know any of these people, so we'll just go through the top ones. Uh, Robert Pattinson. You know who that is? Oh, that's Twilight guy. Uh, he's seven to one. What what movie was he in? I know he's getting... He looks so much like do Brock you know, Osweiler. Do you know what movie he's supposed to be in coming no, up? No, no. He's going to be the new Batman. The, the Twilight the, guy? The Twilight guy. Oh, great. Hey, doesn't every Batman have to do the voice? Hey, hey, this is Gotham City. Yeah, yeah he better have a what? voice. What? Well, gonna, hey, dub his voice thing, over? When, when, when they made the Batman with Heath Ledger as the Joker, you know, I was like, what? Heath Ledger? But he nailed that role. So I'm going to give it a chance. You know, I, I don't think it's going to be good. And mm. I think he may have some vampire fangs. You never know. Uh, Eddie Redmayne? You know who that is? No, no. Eddie Redmayne is, I'm looking it up. Yeah, I don't even know who this guy Does is. Does he have red hair? Uh, no, no, he was in... Uh, like, such oh, a, he was such in a tease. Such a Fantastic tease. Beasts and Where to Find Them. 
It's just like oh, a wait, Harry show Potter. Me. I'm, a, I'm a Harry Potter guy, so yeah, that's that's the guy right there. You watch the Fantastic Beast yeah, movie, right? I'm trying to. Oh, oh, it's the main guy. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Newt, Newt Scamander. Newt, Newt. What a name, huh? I think yeah. I think if you're named Newt, the rest of your life is pretty much planned out for you. Yeah, it's like Jeeves. Just <laughs> gonna be a butler if your name's Jeeves. So, all right, since I don't know any of these people, we'll just go through a couple. Eddie Redmayne's eight to one. Gary Oldman's eight to one. Adam Driver's fourteen to one. George Clooney's fourteen to one. Matt. Damon, also 14-1. to 1. I don't know what the fuck these guys did. There you go. There's your top couple best actors. I'm going Georgie. Best actress. Uh, is it Viola Davis or Voila Davis? I like Voila. I think we go with that. 5-1 <laughs> uh, to one, uh, for her. Amy Adams, 7-1. to one. Glenn Close, 8-1. to one. Meryl Streep. Oh, that Meryl Streep, such a phony baloney. 8-1. to one. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Jessica Shatstein. Shit stain, excuse me, uh, ten to one, <laughs> uh, and then Jennifer Hudson, sixteen to one. What the hell did she do? Oh, was that Cats? Oh man, Cats was oh you, you watched not good it? reviews. Well, no. I didn't watch it, but I was excited for it. Again, I'm a I'm a musical kind of guy. Yeah. I like the and the memory. Man, there's nothing better okay. than a good old classic memory. Take on memory. So memory <laughs> all alone in the moonlight. Okay, so I I watched about the first twenty minutes of Cats and I hated it, but I also saw the preview and was like, "Yeah, dude, this is that." Bad. That's what got me. Oh wait, the preview? Dude, I thought the preview was awesome. Oh, I dude, saw the preview. I, mean, I was like, "This everything looks so that it cool." Got ripped on was for all the costumes and the character. I'm like, "You saw it in the preview. Like, <laughs> no. what did you expect it was gonna be?" You know. And I, I I obliged my wife for about twenty minutes and I'm like, "I'm I'm out." I and I'm a musical guy myself, so I do like musicals, but. That I, I guess I've also never seen the the play Cats, so I don't really know the origin of it. Apparently, that's freaking weird. It is, but it's cool. And and and, and yeah, I mean, it was too much too for into me. It, it was but. way too much for me. I'm like this. <laughs> this just feels very. Uh, what do they call them? Fuzzies or furries? What what's the Furbies? No, the the the, the sex term with the. <laughs> That's what it felt like to me, man. It was weird. It was weird. People that are into that, yeah, no, uh, okay. no. People get dressed up. Come on, Tyler. You don't. You haven't been searching the internet enough. Man. Uh, apparently not. <laughs> so the the director for Cats is not on this. The best directors are David Fincher, uh, minus two hundred. That's for Mank. Uh, Steven Spielberg, plus one fit, well, plus one fifty. West Side Story. Ridley Scott, The Last Duel, plus seven hundred. Sofia Coppola, On the Rocks. Yes, I'll take that. On the Rocks, plus seven hundred. Uh, and Aaron Sorkin, The Trial of the Chicago Seven, nine to one. I feel kind of like you right now, Tyler. I've never heard of most Dude, of these movies. I haven't either. It's uh, like, and I just saw. I'm scrolling down. I see Mulan on here. Oh yeah, the live animation or the the live action uh, Disney movies. Oh, man. that's what it's for. But and this, this is, for, is the first one that's not going to be a musical. Mulan, really? Yeah. So it's supposed to be a serious like action okay. movie. Let's get past those because I don't know what the hell the Academy Awards. You know, I don't even know when those are coming up. I, again, my, my lack of watching movies isn't well, great to break down Academy Awards. This year, like, usually your prime time for movies to come out is, like, going into summer, and are they yeah, doing weird. that? Well, I mean, I've heard like, that, Are like, movies coming out right now? Are movie, are movie theaters going to exist anymore? Yeah, like, that's the, that's the thing. They shouldn't exist. You should have to pay 15 bucks to watch a movie, just like you would go to the theater, yeah. 15 bucks to watch it at home, and then once a date passes, then it becomes cheaper. Like... But I like going to movies. I know. I, is, I'm a movie is, guy. Yeah. You know, get but, some popcorn. But even though know? I like it, I mean, it's it makes sense that that's going to get phased out. Like, like the movies will not last. It's, it's like the newspaper. It's like radio. It's going to leave at some point. You got to find an alternative in there. You know, start watching at home. 
Everyone's already watching everything at home anyway. I know. Well, and especially so many movies come out so quickly after they're in theaters. It's not mm-hmm. worth, you know, the money and the, the inconvenience of going out there. All right. We got, man, we've been doing this for over an hour. Uh, we'll wrap this up then quickly. Let's get a few more things here. Um, Twitter's stock price by December 31st. Do you know what it is right now? No, I have no idea. Let's see. Twitter's stock price. Uh, it is twenty nine oh five today. So what do we think the Twitter and it was thirty one dollars just uh, at the beginning of the day. So it's bounced between thirty one and twenty nine. So the odds are will it be above thirty one by December thirty first? I think yes. I like that. I that, do too. That I, I feel like more research is needed. That seems too easy, right? Good point. We yeah, look into <laughs> it more, do further research on your own, but both of us are leaning with the over on uh, Twitter. And the good thing about that is you don't actually have to bet on the stock price. Just bet on that. Yeah. But here's the thing. This is why it's good. Is if the stock price goes to from thirty dollars to thirty two dollars, you're making. Well, here I'll do a little bit of quick math. You got your phone out? I sure do. I'm do two divided by thirty. Point oh six 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 seven. Yeah. So you're making about six point six return. Six point six percent return. Uh, you can double your money if you get this bet right. So if you put in a hundred bucks, instead of walking away with a hundred and six dollars, you can walk away with two hundred if you get this bet right. Well, it's minus one twenty, so you can walk away with eighty. My point is the uh, the ability to make money on this bet compared to actually buying on the stock is better for this bet if you believe in it. So where do but you find these bets? BetOnline.ag. A okay. lot of weird bets under the entertainment section. But to finish my thought there, the downside is. If let's say it drops to twenty eight dollars a share, well now instead of losing that that six point six percent, which on a hundred dollars, you know, you'd lose, you know, you'd walk away with ninety four. Uh, now you lose everything if that loses. So high risk, you get paid. Uh, the reward you play uh, to exactly. win the game. Exactly. And Jerry, before we get you out of here again, um, I know you're a fantasy football guy, so I just want to quickly go through the early fantasy fo- uh, football rankings and see if we disagree with any of these. Uh, rankings okay. for next year. So, uh, in the uh, quarterback position, we'll just go top five. Number one, Lamar Jackson. I think that's good, but not great. I believe Lamar re- regresses a bit yeah, this year. I'm staying away from him if I have a, a me top too. pick or two. So, for the number one overall pick, to me, way too risky. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, number two, that's the bread and butter for me. Yes. If you're looking no for a good uh, go to uh, uh, quarterback, early draft pick, Patrick Mahomes, certainly not going to be disappointed. Here's where I'm confused. Number three is Kyler Murray. I think everyone's selling way yeah. too high on Kyler Murray. I, I think he has a, a, a second-year regression. You know, I, I think, think so, too. But here's the thing. Out of all six of the ESPN analysts, and these are ESPN rankings, uh, Barry, Carabell, Yates, Cockcroft, Clay, and Dopp, those are their last names, none of them have Kyler Murray outside the top five. His rankings go 4-4-3, four, 5-4-3. Four, three, four, three. They all think this guy's going to be elite this year. Yeah, I, I'm not there at all, actually. I really don't like him. I would, I would actually stay away from him with a 10-foot pole. Unless I'm getting him mid to late rounds, right. that might be a value pick, but I just don't see the difference between him and the guy that's probably sitting at 12 or 15. Number four on ESPN's rankings, Dak Prescott. Number five, Deshaun Watson. Okay, Russell Wilson should be in the top five. Russell Wilson should not, and he's number six, so to be fair, Russell Wilson should be a lot higher. I think Russell Wilson should be three or four. I, yeah, I would I would agree with that. Okay. And then, uh, so those are the top five. You know, that that's kind of, we're not going to go through all of them. Uh, but I do have one that sticks out, and it's number 15. Ben Roethlisberger is coming back 15 overall. He's coming back off of an injury. Okay. Now, two things here. I think that Ben Roethlisberger we all have this recency bias. We just talked about it with LSU. 
everyone has it with Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. Big Ben should be a top 10 quarterback. I don't want to hear about Antonio Brown. They've got weapons, and they throw out of the backfield almost more than any other team in the league, which is good for the quarterback. And they have a good team as well. Exactly. Just around defensively line, as well. Good defense. Everything that goes into wanting a quarterback. So for Big Ben to be 15th overall, and his ratings are 13, 16, 16, 15, 17, I think right now he's underrated. He should raise as we get closer to the season. But if he doesn't, I think that's right now the biggest value pick in quarterback has to be Big Ben. So real quick, I'm curious. There's usually, what, 12 teams in a fantasy football league or less. Give me quarterbacks 12 through 15. Daniel Jones, 12. Aaron Rodgers, 13. Matt Stafford, 14. Big Ben, 15. You're giving me Aaron Rodgers. Taking the last quarterback available, right? <laughs> and I'm getting Aaron Rodgers, right? The last starter available. According to ESPN, ESPN has Russell I'll Wilson 6. I'll take that in they a heartbeat. Josh Allen, number 7. Give me the value on that all day. I will take the top running backs off the board instead of taking Kyler Murray in the first round. Tom Brady, number 9. Let's get to the running backs. The Brady's 9 and Rodgers is... That doesn't yeah, make sense. I know. I know. All right. Running backs, number 1, Christian McCaffrey. The unanimous number 1. No doubt. Uh, number two, Saquon Barkley, unanimous number two. Number three, Dalvin Cook. Number four, Ezekiel Elliott. Five, Alvin Kamara. Six, Derrick Henry. Seven, Austin Eckler, interesting. Hmm. Eight, Aaron Jones. Nine, nine, Nick Chubb. And ten, Joe Mixon. Yeah, I actually like the depth there a little bit more so than jo- I normally do. Joe Mixon, wasn't Joe Mixon the main running back a couple years ago? And then someone else came and took his spot? And now he's back? Or am I remembering it backwards? Think, Did Joe Mixon come and take someone Joe else? Joe Mixon's the one Oh, it was Giovanni Bernard. Yeah. Joe uh, Mixon okay. kind of came in under controversy. It's the only reason he really slipped, you know, some of the, the issues with assault stuff in his past. Right. But he, uh, I don't know statistically where he was last year, but I mean, him, if you could get him as your number two running back, that's a great spot to be. Number I one, I don't, I don't know about I don't, that. I don't, see, here's the thing is, is he's number 10 overall. I pass on running backs like that because it's not just about the running back or the skill or even what they did last year. It's about what the team is going to be doing. And I see Cincinnati down a lot of the games, throwing to get back. Yeah, I don't. I don't like. Dra- I won't want any running backs from Cincinnati. Um, but besides that, I mean, it's pretty much chalk in the top ten. I, I'm actually surprised they still have Dalvin Cook up there with him uh, holding out for a new contract. Is third he gonna, overall. Is he going to get uh, himself stuck in a situation like Melvin Gordon did last year? They have a, a pretty good backup. Uh, Alexander Madison, I believe, is the name. I might be I might be slightly off on that. Don't kill me on that. But uh, it, it's going to be interesting. They may not pay him the big bucks, and does he end up coming back? Does he miss time? Surprised he's number three there. Let's see. Uh, the next best Minnesota, it's Alexander Madison. Yeah. He's 50th overall. So something tells, well, but this is ESPN. Yeah. You know, I'm always wary with ESPN. It's like, well, don't you think they reacted to the new news? It's like, uh, not so sure. ESPN's tricky. All right, so those are the running backs. Kind of chalk there. Uh, on to the receivers. Who do you think the best receiver is? Number one receiver is, who is it going to be right now? Is it going to be DeAndre? Michael. Michael, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. Okay. Yeah, DeAndre's number two. Number two, yeah. Uh, with Arizona now, and you talk about Kyler Murray's stock raising, that's a huge factor why that happened. Uh, DeAndre, number two. Uh, Devontae Adams, number three. So Aaron Rodgers is 12, Devontae Adams, three. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Julio you know, but they have four. nobody else there in Green Bay, so he's going to get a lot of targets. Kind of like Michael Thomas last year with New Orleans. Devo- why does Devontae Adams seem like he's 45 years old to me? He's not old at all. I don't. Why does it seem like, like that? He's just coming up on the end of the first contract. That's crazy. I, I don't know why it seems like that. You know, he played a lot early, I guess. 
Yeah, that that that, that can't be it. No. <laughs> That's not why. Uh, Julio fourth, Tyreek Hill number five, Chris Godwin number six. I feel like receiver ratings change every year. Yeah, it's so volatile, and and you can certainly count on a guy. And I'm not saying specifically Chris Godwin won't be good, but he's a guy that came out of nowhere last year, was the top three or four guy, and I think most of it was because he had huge performances, and and it, it almost inflates his value going into it. And that's, that's a guy that point. to me, I'm watching a little bit. What about the Tom Brady factor? Does that overrate these guys too? You know, does everyone say Tom Brady, Tom Brady? Because uh, I mean, what did he do? I mean, I know he didn't quite have the weapons in in New England. England last year, but you, I think he clearly saw a drop off from Tom Brady. I'm not going to ever count out Tom Brady as a winner, but as a fantasy football quarterback, he's not my guy. Especially with the new age quarterback being able to run the football, you yeah. get all those cheap points, and we don't know what Tampa Bay is going to look like. Now, obviously, we can assume with, with with Bruce Arians and Tom. Yeah, but those two don't fit. They're like oil and water. Who? You know, Bruce Arians likes to go deep, right. and Tom Brady does not have that arm these days. But that's why I think it's actually going to be a good mix because I think Tom Brady is going to be his normal kind of conservative self, and and, and uh, Arians is going to kind of encourage what maybe Bill Belichick never encouraged. You know, I mean. How often do you think Bill Belichick ever in practice pulled a Bill Parcells and said, if you don't throw an interception today, your ass is on the bench. You know, Bill Parcells used to say that because he wanted his quarterbacks to take chances. I guarantee you Bill Belichick never thought like that. He thinks he's going to win the game with his defense and conservative offense, you know, uh, except for those couple of years with Randy Moss. The Patriots were never a great offensive team. That was one of their defense. So I think it's going to be a combination. I mean, I think that both Tom Brady and Arians know you can't go out and throw like you did last year and be as successful. You're going to have to look at kind of balancing things out. So that's just how I see things going this year with Tampa. But Chris Godwin, number six. Kenny Galladay, seven with Detroit. And then another Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneer, uh, Mike Evans. Oh, wow. So they got Godwin number one or uh, ahead of him as the number one. They do. Yeah. Really interesting. DJ Moore, number nine, Carolina, who I drafted last year in the second round, and it did not work out well for me. Okay. And Amari Cooper, number 10. So that does it for the top 10 wide receivers. And we'll just kind of stop there. We don't have to go through all the nonsense positions, but... Yeah, Jared. Good job today. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Uh, we we almost just kind of got a little carried away there, didn't we? Yeah, things, absolutely. Things were, uh, this has been uh, been needed to yes, uh, to get back talking sports. Sure, talking everything. We haven't talked about pizza yet. You know, I've been getting super into making pizza. Did you know this? Like making it from scratch. Oh hell yeah, oh, yeah man! Yeah, nice. yeah I, like I actually that. I ordered some some sauce that got here yesterday from Italy. Uh, it Ooh. ships out of Italy. Gets into a place called Botticelli. And so here's the thing. I was so excited. I, sauce, in my opinion, is like the best part of the pizza. Totally. You need a good sauce. It can make or break a pizza. And so I've been looking for some different sauces. And I was so excited. I was set on this sauce. Again, from Italy. It goes to this place called Botticelli in New York. Uh, great reviews online, everything. So I got it shipped. This is about a week and a half ago. I ordered it. It gets here yesterday. Okay. I was so excited. I make my pizza today with this new sauce. You want to hear the review? No, good. Unfortunately, you know. Oh. And it's so disappointing because I was so excited for it, but you can't just let your excitement get the best of you, you know? And you got to go into it to, to the review with an open mind. And so it, it's too thick and there's too much oregano in it. And so I just... Yeah, it was disappointing. So the, the the search continues. Yeah, I was gonna say you'll be it'll be interesting to see if you find a tendency. Of, I like of these sauces I like pa- I like uh, Paisanas. They have really good uh, sauce. Um, and then uh, Classico, which is just a normal. Yeah, yeah, I know the brand. Yeah, yeah, it's a normal brand. They're usually in the grocery store. That's one of my favorite sauces. Okay. Their pizza sauce. It's really good. 
Um, but yeah, it was disappointing, man. When you wait a week and a half to get a product delivered from Italy, you have this expectation that it's going to be out of this world, and it wasn't for me. So Hey, better luck next time. Yeah, exactly. All right, once again, Jared All, co-host of the Buffs Nation podcast. We'll get going here in a few weeks and get back to our schedule, but thanks for coming in studio. And everyone out there, good luck this weekend. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle. This is The Sharp Angle, every day on your favorite podcast player.